stalking me. He's trying to copy me. Are you making your voice deeper? No. <gasps> you he are. just did it You're again. imitating the godman. This man. is my voice. So cool. All right. Welcome back. Big day today. Big freaking day. Barry is here today, everybody. Say hi to Barry. Barry, you say hi to the people. How's it going? And it's your Super Bowl, man. It's a big moment for you. Is it the Super Bowl? Well, what's what, what's a what's a good comparison for you? I don't know. I don't know if this is this is more like a almost like a World Cup. Yeah, than... World Cup's a good one. People coming from all different galaxies into to one playground. AK. So basically, Wakanda would be hosting the World Cup then, correct? Because that would be our. I don't even know if I would go that far. It's the World Cup. It takes place in outer space. It took place on another planet we haven't even seen. Okay. All right. But uh, today, of course, we're going to be talking with our superhero correspondent of the new Avengers movie, The Infinity War. And we're just going to cut the pleasantries, man, and get down to business because we got a lot to get to today. Uh, Biggest box office opening of all time. Although, that's not really adjusted for inflation, so it's kind of hard to tell. But yeah, just massive foot traffic all over the... I think they figured it out. Uh, wait, well, um, the opening, I don't know about. Because they've been tracking the like totals, and they just passed um, the Avengers. The original Avengers? The first Avengers. Okay. Which was top of my list the last time we talked. And like, and that was, and and like they had passed it, but then that number hadn't been adjusted for inflation, but then they did adjust it. So okay, I think we can leave the asterisk out. Okay, so just butts in the seats. It's beating even the hype that came with movies like Jurassic Park, Titanic, etc. Yeah, but there's still there's also a lot, like even more than inflation. I would say is just like. The amount of theaters that show a particular movie. Yeah, so when I went to see this, there was IMAX options, there was Dolby options, there were standard options, and it was playing about every 20 minutes. So, and the theater I went to was completely full. But yeah, let's let's get into it. So we got a little bit of structure today. Uh, First, we're going to start with our, just a shot out of a cannon, how we felt about it, and I will yield to you, my correspondent buddy, I... How did you feel? You've been waiting for this movie for a long time, well over a year. You've been hypothesizing. Uh, well over a year. Well over uh, ten years. Ten maybe. years. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, there's. I mean, this is. I'm gonna speak very. Um, I'm gonna speak very uh, subjectively from my experience. This is something I've been waiting for. Obviously, in the movies for ten years, and as a comic book fan for well longer than that, it was. It was very, it was very special. Just that opening moment when it says Marvel Studios, and like the I and the O turn into the number ten, and it like everything that that we've been waiting for. If you've been paying attention to any of these movies, and in fact, I've had people that haven't been paying attention to these movies all of a sudden hitting me up, wanting to get like debriefed on what information they need to know so that they can watch this movie along with everyone else, and it's like. Man, we've made this investment. This is this is one of those movies. Every and like every year, these movies have been coming out, and it's like, oh well, do I have to know about the source material? Do I have to have seen the last movie to know it? And usually, they will they will allow uh, 
certain extent of of a newcomer to enjoy it. And I think that is still present. There is still a coherent story, but you're really not going to get much of anything out of it unless you've been like putting the time in and watching these movies and there are 18 of them prior to this. So it it's a lot that goes into it. So I I I was I was I had very high expectations. And I will say that those expectations were exceeded. Yeah, if you're into, I mean, I I know there's there's a part of you. It's it's hard for me to wrap my head around like how Barry's going to take a movie because you're so connected with the source material that a lot of times those people get really critical of the movie and and reject certain pieces of it. Um, so I don't know whether you're one of those kind of guys or whether you're the guy that just goes into it loving it and, and unless they completely take a shit all over it, you're going to be into it. I I always try to watch with both lenses because yeah i am a i am a huge comic book fan but i'm also a huge movie fan and i understand the business of making movies so i understand the the compromises and the sacrifices that have to get made to tell a story sometimes so a lot of times i'm willing to give the benefit of the doubt if the if the product is well made and marvel has been making a good product for 10 years so they've they've like genuine like generally just just every movie that has been under this banner has been a sort of thing where it's like oh maybe it wasn't what i had in mind or maybe i would have done something differently but like the end result of what they put out and how it all like connects together is just genius so it's like i never there's never really much that i can say against this whole like flagship really yeah and it's 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 tough for a guy like me because I'm not as into to comic books. I actually have never read a comic book, like an actual, the pages of a comic book. And I know you used to do that a lot when you were growing up. I was more of one of the cartoon kids, so I loved, you know, X-Men, I loved Spider-Man, shit like that. And this is a little different with Marvel because it's like, it's like those, those, those comic, those cartoons, because I was into that stuff too. And those cartoons that were popular were were stuff like X Men, which are technically still Marvel, but it's not like they're like they're like yeah they're like bread bread and butter superheroes. Those were the Avengers, and they actually weren't as popular back in then. the cartoons, right? Like yeah, they, there was not a Captain was, America it was, cartoon. It was, was X Men on the Marvel side, and then DC had the superheroes. They had the Justice League, the Superman, the Batman. They're, they're like solo superheroes. You DC was known for it. And when they started making superhero movies in the in the 70s and 80s, it was Batman's, it was, and it was, it was Superman. The DC guys. And, you know, then you had the uh, Tim Burton wave and, and the stuff, but it was always the DC guys, you're right. And, man, uh, Marvel's really owning the, uh, the back... 20 years here yeah. or so so uh yeah and, and it does pay you off uh for a guy like you who has, has spent the time and watched these movies and watched them over and over again uh the 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 nuances of the scenes are almost like when someone watches a tv show and you're like oh damn that's so dwight or mm-hmm. you know oh that's so chandler and joey just the the the, the, the little references that come back later yeah. uh pay off the fan and it's almost like you know here's one for for our uh our loyal guys. Mm-hmm. And that's where I kind of had a disconnect with this movie because uh, in all honesty, I have, I've missed a few pieces. I did not go back. I, I have not seen, for example, uh, the guardians two. I, I have, I missed 
Doctor Strange, which was a big mistake for me. I, I wouldn't even go that far. I, I felt a really lost with the Doctor Strange okay, stuff. Well, I don't maybe, know what his powers are. I don't I mean, know. Maybe that, maybe that, maybe that does play. So this movie is not a standalone, whereas the original one, you could go see it without having seen a lot of the other ones and still survive in it, whereas this one, every scene has something critical dramatically baked into it from a prior movie and if you don't have those reference points or even if you watched a 20 or 30 minute youtube click you're probably not going to feel it the same way as, as someone like you has yeah so i i like found myself really, struggling in the plot there's there are there are about i would say there are are like three movies i would say that are like essential just to know what's happening when Infinity War starts. There's really only like three as far as to like know like what is happening right now. But in order to like watch those three movies, there it's like a it's like a huge web. There's like five movies that you there's because like one of those movies being Civil War. Whereas Civil mm-hmm. War, there's like five movies you have to see in order to know yeah, what's you can't going see on Civil War without Winter Civil Soldier. War. So it's like, yeah, there's only there might only be three movies that you need for like what is happening in this moment, but you really aren't, it's really not going to pay off the way that it can. And the way that it like had the way that it did very masterfully, if you aren't familiar with the whole product. Okay. And so that's a really good segue into just talking about the plot in general and just warning anybody, we will be talking spoilers today. I'm pretty sure anyone listening today has already seen this movie. Maybe some people have seen it multiple times, like our buddy Barry, but I want to kind of tee it up to you. Uh, you know, the, the plot is, has been kind of brewing over since when, when, when did we first see Thanos in the, in the credit scenes of uh, Avengers, first Avengers. The, red, the first Avengers. Mm-hmm. And he was the one who sent Loki down. So, uh, and, uh, uh the, the plot's been coming a long way, but we've got, uh, this, this epic God, uh, Thanos, or he's not a God, but this, uh, epic galactical warrior, Titan, Titan great word. Uh, and he's going after these stones uh, a little bit like our buddy Steppenwolf in that really awful Justice League movie. Uh, they were trying to beat the Marvel to the punch. But he's going after these stones uh, on this gauntlet and uh, he's trying to get all the power in the universe. It's a few of the stones we have already seen in previous movies. Another reason why you need to see mm-hmm. other movies leading up to it because a number of these stones have already been in play throughout the stories that we've been telling. They've been going by different names but as as this uh, plot has developed, we've learned that there are these six stones that are un- that when united can unlock this massive amount of power. And how do you feel as we kind of moved along? I I was on the parts of the plot in its in its a team up movie, uh, but it really felt to me like there were certain stories I was a lot more interested in than other ones, but because we had to have the whole universe, the whole band meet up almost that I, I was, I was a lot more interested in what was happening once, uh, once Captain America and, and uh, Spider-Man got onto that ship with Dr. Strange, that was a piece I was really interested in, but you know, we kept having to double back to, you know, Thor with, uh, I mean, Iron Man and Spider-Man. What did, what did I say? Captain America. Shit. Yeah. Iron Man and Spider-Man. 
Um, and Captain America really was on cameo alert here. He he didn't out of all the of all the, the major players, he did not get a lot of stage time. He had a he actually that's the thing. He had a lot of screen time. He did not have a character arc. Correct. Which because I mean he was he was like he was he was saving the day all over the place. Like he saved when uh, when Vision and Wanda are first getting targeted. He he comes in and saves the day. Yeah, that train He's station. He's like leading the front in the battle. Like that scene when they when they first do that charge and it's Steve Rogers and T'Challa both running like ahead of the pack. That I thought that was thought that was a really cool moment. But yeah, he does. He actually does a lot. In the movie, but there is no real um, uh, character arc, and I think that is going to come into play. And I think the next one we can we can we can we can tab this and come back to it because I think a lot of I think we're going to get more of that from Steve in Avengers Four. And then you've got the Bruce Banner and the Hulk doesn't want to come out. Uh, and him battling with his inner Hulk, I thought that was kind of interesting, but we only just get little tastes of it. Uh, him kind of in the suit, the the giant Hulk, the Hulk Iron Buster, Man suit, was, was suit. that what that's called? Yeah. Okay, that was that was kind of cool, but it was like a little interesting piece that I'm sure is going to come back later. Well, but... it's a, it's a callback to uh, Age of Ultron. Okay, they that's what Tony used to fight the Hulk in Age of Ultron when the Hulk was going berserk. And yeah, it was, I, I, I actually really dug it. I thought there, it was a bit of a foil because there are scenes in the trailer where you've got the shots of the whole team charging and you see Hulk as one of them that it didn't, that did not end up happening in the movie because you never get this, uh, you get this and what actually, I thought it was great because, um, the storytelling was great because it starts with this uh, space sort of sh- sh- scene where Thanos has overtaken uh, the ship that Thor and his buddies were on. And and it, the moment seems really bleak, and, and you get this thing, oh, but we have a Hulk. And you see the standoff with the Hulk and Thanos, and they're going at it, and Thanos beats the Hulk. And not only does he beat the Hulk, he beats the Hulk so bad that the Hulk is scared to turn into the Hulk for the rest of the movie. Mm-hmm. I think that is huge. And, like, one of the things when we were making our predictions the last time I was here, I said, like, that's how, like, we have to, we've been waiting for this for this villain since the Avengers. And all we've really gotten is this shot of this purple face or this purple dude sitting on this throne. We needed to, like, actually get witness to see power. his power and man did we like we we got the death of loki but not only did we get the death of loki he killed uh Hemdo, uh before loki mm-hmm. two asgardians get killed and the hulk gets the shit beat out of him to the point where he doesn't even know how to turn into the hulk for the rest of the movie i think that is as good as it gets yeah, I, it's, I I see what you're saying. I was actually thinking a lot about that conversation we had while I was watching that movie, especially in that in, when your predictions were starting to play out. I was like, oh, Barry knows what the hell he's talking about. Uh, so, do, so you didn't feel like it was a little uh, cameo heavy where there was, uh, you know, everyone's kind of, like, it's two and a half hours. It's, I mean, they really take their time. And but it's, And it's the, it, the, that, that, po- like that poster is just has the most, names i've ever seen and all of these names you could take a chunk of this poster and take like three or four names 
and make your own movie just with those stars. And the Russo brothers, like, hats off to them. They had to tell this story in X amount of time and utilize all these people. And I think every person got utilized. And even to the point where we get an arc out of someone like Thor, who is typically viewed as a pretty, like, kind of dense character has a huge story now yeah he, he he was he was really heavy who do you think uh has more names on the poster this or expendables four <laughs> no i'm just saying whenever they make it uh they keep adding names and names to the title but uh yeah yeah i'm sure it's still uh, infinity war so uh yeah so the plot um once we get to it, and, and you really can't talk about this movie, and again, spoiler alert, without talking about the ending, uh, this was the piece that I had a little bit of problems with, and, and I know I'm I'm entering the snake pit I with bet. you, because when we start talking about, and that's the piece of what with, with, I really missed with Doctor Strange was the whole time travel or rollback time thing, and so when you start, when you raise the stakes so much, life or death, and then you are able to simply dial back the clock and then none of the deaths ever happened. It, it really makes it no stakes at all to me. And so it was great. I, think, I thought everything was great. And if he would have just snapped his fingers at the end of that movie and cut, roll the credits and let people hypothesize about what that means and what's going to happen and, and all the, word, the, the conversations me and you could have had, that would have been great. But to watch major story arc after major story arc arc disappear into the air knowing of course they're not going to get rid of freaking spider-man there's two spider-mans in the works right now clearly he's for me it just was like obviously some sort of rollback to time is going to happen like they did with uh, taking the stone out of vision that's gonna that's gonna come into play and it it really lessened the, the the blow of all the things that happened before it in the movie does that make sense to you it makes sense to you. I definitely disagree, though. Um, okay, why is that? Uh, I and I mean, I I get where you're coming from. Um, I think I think well, I think a uh, I I would I would not get too confident in in the analysis of like how this is going to get undone because I mean yes yes that the I I, I get what you're saying in that. The, the deaths that we see at the end after the finger stamp weren't, weren't final. Like they're like, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely on that camp that we're going to get all of those people back. Yeah. Like, and, and it's, it's, it is, it does lessen the blow a bit. It does kind of feel almost as if rather than watch, watching this bloodbath that we were being warned about, that it's they just took half of the team and sort of put them in the penalty box. Mm-hmm. I I one hundred percent get that, but I don't think it's about that. I think that this is something that is is part of a an entire story. This really is the halfway point. We were given when we were given this whole map of these movies for a long time. We were given uh the we were we were given a two part movie and that it was going to be Infinity War parts one and two then ways into the process they announce oh it's just going to be infinity war untitled uh avengers 4 and i think that sort of made people think that oh maybe they're like reworking something about the story i don't think that's the case i think the story 
that they've made is a story that they were always intending to make. And I think the name change was so that we would not anticipate the finger snap the entire time. Because I think if you let people know that it's part one and part two, and you let people know that, oh, Thanos is trying to eliminate half of the world, enough people, especially comic book readers, are going to have that context clue. Because that finger snap is an, is an, is an iconic like frame from comic books. So okay. like, we know that like that is going to happen. We know that that is how part one is going to end. They're going to take out half of the world and we got to bring them back in part two. We know that's going to happen. So we, so, um, you kind of, it, it, it's a, it's a given that we kind of, that we kind of know this, but the, the fun of, and the fun of the MCU for the past 10 years has been watching how the things unfold. And, what is important now is not who died, but who was left and okay. how the people that were left behind are affected. Because one thing that is important to notice about the people that were left at the end of the movie is that it's mostly, or actually not even mostly, it's the it's the original Avengers lineup plus a few Rand, plus a few other characters who might be have something to do with Avengers 4, but it's like, you've got the old guard, and I'm thinking in Avengers 4, there's going to have to be some sort of exchange of life, and like somehow the old guard is going to have to sacrifice themselves to bring the old, to bring the new guys back. And I think those deaths are probably going to be final. And those, and that's where you're, we're getting into the Robert Downey and the Chris Evans. And I think that, like, A, we've got a lot of... We, those those characters have been highly affected by the deaths. Mm-hmm. Like, like, okay, so we know Peter Parker is coming back, but we still had... You can still put yourself in Tony Stark's place, who is opening this movie with a scene with Pepper Potts where they're, like, talking about maybe having a family... And yeah. then that gets thrown out of the book, thrown out of the picture when he decides to continue saving the world. And then Peter Parker, who's been, who he's been this like father figure for, yep. he has to hold him in his arms while he fades away and like fades from existence. Like that's some pretty heavy stuff. And then you've got uh, the Steve Rogers Tony Stark conflict that from Civil War that they allude to that has not gotten resolved. That's gonna. They're gonna have to figure out a way to come together to fix that, and I think they're gonna have to do that. And then possibly one of them might have to die after that. Like, yeah, I think we are setting up for a pretty heavy movie with Avengers Four, and I think this is how we had to get there. And I think they had to sort of sort of create a lot of hype over this event that if had if it had been presented in a more straightforward way, people could have caught on and uh, predicted. Okay. So. Well put, my friend. Well put. Kicked my ass there, didn't you? You, you totally Thanos I mean, me. You Thanos me. No, it's... I... That, just for me, because I'm looking at... a lot at, of time to think about it. Yeah. And I literally am, like, I just saw the movie again. Yeah, Barry, Barry ago, walked so. from the theater over to my place to tape this episode. So it's very fresh in his mind. 
let's talk about some. Uh, so so let's talk about some people, some some characters that you thought uh, did really well, and some some MVPs or underappreciated performances. I have a couple. Let's see if they match up. So who do you think uh, won this movie? Who do you think stole some scenes? Well, I mean, hands down, the MVP. Also, like. I mean, he literally wins the movie. The The last shot of the movie is him, like, looking into the sunset after he's just won this battle. But, man, Josh Brolin, I, like, he's a dude that, like, and if you if you want to talk about unsung heroes, he's been a dude that, like, every, there have been so many movies where I see him in, and I'm just, like, blown away from, blown away by what he does. And then I just, like, forget about him for some yeah. reason. And then I'll see him in another movie, and it's like, dude, this dude is a force of nature. Like, he is an incredible actor. He, like, kills everything that he does. Like, everything he does, he does 150%. And he's done, and he's done lots of different roles, too. He's done, uh, he's done comedies. I even was just thinking about him and his role in True Grit for some reason. Mm-hmm. That, like, dunce, mm-hmm. you know, moron murderer and then you've got sicario you've got there's there's a there's a whole uh, list but then he played george w bush in like in that oliver stone w movie it's specificity and the nuances um men in black three yeah which is not a great movie but the tommy lee jones impression i will watch it for two hours to watch him be tommy lee jones and it's dead on Yeah. yeah like you you can close your eyes in some scenes and it's like tommy lee jones is in the movie yeah it's he's really impressive to Texas actors there, but he really he nails that. It's uh he he's really good in this. We've we've already talked about animating a villain, but I really wasn't as bothered by it in this movie. I think this is and like, and I mean I was even thinking it in just like even like some of like just like shots of like scenes like scape scenes or shots. I was like, man, they've like this is. I mean, and this is what happens. They obviously get better and better, but it's like, man, the I'm not looking at things and being like, oh, this is computer animation. I'm like, I'm my suspension of disbelief is is it, I'm it's coming to me very easily watching this watching this stuff. I thought this was like the best CGI I've seen in in any of these movies. Yeah, speaking of the worlds, this movie is gonna have to come with an almanac and a <laughs> full glossary. I was like. Where are we? What planet was this again? Let's go. Okay, just I'm gonna hang in there and do my best. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe that's why I like the scenes with Iron Man and and, uh, and Spider Man on there because it's just one location, one ship location. Uh, so do you have any more? I uh, Roland definitely was. Uh, Roland. Uh, we talked. I mean, we kind of mm-hmm. talked about Thor. I thought that Thor had a great comeuppance in the movie. Um. Oh, I was not expecting to be as into uh, like I've never, and I mean I'm a I'm a I'm a moderate wrestling fan as well. Batista. So I've never been into Batista in as in any way, shape, or form. But and like even in these Guardians Guardians of the Galaxy movies, like okay, he's he's a big dude, so he's like supposed that he is what he's supposed to be, but mm-hmm. like, he's still not really doing anything for me. I thought I like I laughed several times. He was great. His lines. The bit so. about eating the the peanuts and him being undetectable. Just just anytime you have yeah. someone creepily yeah. staring in on an intimate conversation, <laughs> well well done bit there. Uh, I thought I, I really actually for only seeing one of the Guardians movies, uh, I really liked them a lot. Yeah, I, I'm also always yeah. surprised that they didn't cast Vin Diesel in that role. 
in, in Batista's oh, role yeah. and have Batista do the growth. Because all he's saying is, yeah. I am Groot, yeah. obviously. But I'm surprised that they just didn't use him because, you know, it's a part that requires it's comedy, physical it is, comedy. It is, it is interesting that, like, they would, that, like, Vin Diesel is in the movie and he's not that part. Yeah, isn't that weird? Because like, they have the same It's like, why general... don't they just get someone to say, I am Groot? Yeah, anybody. Like, uh, I also liked uh, Elizabeth Olsen in this a lot. Mm-hmm. And I really found, and, and she's been mm-hmm. a character, with, her name's Wanda. Wanda Maximoff, also known as the Scarlet Witch. Scarlet Witch, yeah, and I've, I've never really gotten into her character at she's, all. But... Yeah, and they, she got a little bit of flack, uh, her accent, which was pretty thick in her first appearance, not so much in Civil War, pretty much not there in no, this movie. They kind of gave little, up on it. She's gotten a little flack for that, but I think it's allowed her to just like be, and just be act. Like, just act, not worry about, like, not yeah, let the, the vocal accent coach. be her downfall. Didn't they do that with Halle Berry, too, where she's supposed to be Jamaican, and then she shot yeah. some of the movie, I mean, and they were like, you know, we're just gonna scrap this. Well, she was supposed to be African. Oh, and, was African? I mean, I'm sure it sounded Jamaican the way it came out, because she wasn't <laughs> doing it right. So, but yeah, they that just is, called it. They is, just threw in the towel. So you know, see, some people have it. Some people have the ear for it. Some people don't. But yeah, if she's just focusing on acting, I, I really enjoyed her performance in this. Uh, and then I, I also uh, really liked Thor. Uh, but um, uh, the one that I was not into was Dinklage. Yeah, that's, the dwarf. That's a big one. Oh boy, I, that was the, the the voice was very forced. It was the, the voice it, was too much. I think it, I think they should have figured out a way, and it didn't even really take. It still didn't even take that long, but it was like just long enough to be like, oh, we're kind of slowing the story down. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. let's also has like, uh, having a discussion with this that I agreed on. It was only it was the one time where Thanos was a little out of character because it was he he wipes out that that group of people, right? He just, he, first they say, he says, make the, the weapon for me. Uh, and then despite the dwarf making the weapon, he oh, just destroys yeah. the whole yeah, group yeah, of yeah. people they just mercilessly, really, mercilessly. And, and it's, that's not really in the that. character of, really the, of Thanos. Cause he's very fair. And it's like who half people, whoever it doesn't, he's fit. not about like complete. Well, cause the thing with Thanos, cause that, that story is actually a little different than the comic books In the comic books. He destroys and kills because he has this infatuation with the the Grim Reaper. He he he. The Grim Reaper is the spirit is the spirit that he wants to make his girlfriend and essentially like spend eternity with at with like death by his side as his bride or whatever. So he he goes and he destroys planets and he kills populations in the name of death who he's trying to make his girlfriend so like that actually would be in line with the comic book uh thanos but then they changed the story a little bit which i thought was actually both which is great because it's both a lot simpler and it's a lot more sympathetic like a lot simpler in the way of like you don't really have to explain too much about it to a movie audience you can just say he like the world is too populated he's trying to eliminate half of it so mm-hmm. so that we don't use you so we don't so that we don't uh you use all the resources and whatnot um so like yeah i and i didn't even did not even realize that because i think i probably heard that line that dinklage delivers about how he killed 
the whole planet anyway. And I was like, oh, yeah, because he's Thanos, and that's what he does. But that's not, not what, what he does. Not what he does. It was the only time where it's kind of out of character, and you're like, what? Uh, but overall, uh, I also really like Zoe Saldana. Uh, mm-hmm. I like Gamora in this mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. And that's... There's she, another one that's like... And I mean, I'm not... the Of the Marvel brand, The Gardens has been the, the franchise that I've been, like, the least excited about. And, like, yeah. Like... When I, even when I watch the other movies, it's like, okay, cool space scenes, like fights and stuff. Uh, uh, Peter Quinn's pretty funny. He got some nice one-liners. A fun trip, but like nothing like lasts with me. And this story, man. Yeah, they got heavy in, in his, and he's in really perhaps the guy who brings the whole goddamn thing down. Yeah. It's over. Spider-Man's yeah. got the gauntlet. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, it was... Uh, it, that was... Them paying such a critical role in all of this. And, and then for him to even get that yellow stone, mm-hmm. the, the sacrifice scene, mm-hmm. uh, I was really surprised with how much Guardians we got. Because mm-hmm. I thought they would just kind of be chaperones and co- com- comic relief for Thor. Mm-hmm. But no, no, they were definitely major players. On that... On that... Slightly on that note, we talked about the deaths at the end and how they're kind of, like, not finite. I will say that I do think all of the deaths that happen before the finger snap, I think those are going to stick. So you don't think that we get Loki back? even? If I don't just... think we get Loki back. I don't think we get Hemdall back. Um, or Vision. Maybe Vision, if they figure out something with, like, rebuilding him or something like that. I don't. Well, because I... they allude to it, because they say you can take the stone out and there'll still be yeah. 75% yeah. Vision yeah. So, or like, maybe something like that. And I and I think that Gamora will probably by the end of Avengers Four still be dead. But I think I would my prediction is that somewhere if they do Guardians Volume Three, it might be a sort of like uh, search for Spock sort of situation where like the, at the beginning of the movie Gamora is still dead, and then we get Gamora back by the end of. I think they'd be Guardians bold as hell if they just 3. let them all die. It would be total. People love Game of Thrones, and they love the oh oh shucks, my favorite character's dead. Just just have the stones. Yep, Spider Man's dead. Everybody, we're moving on. No more T shirts. But obviously, it's never gonna happen. <laughs> um, uh, let's let's uh, wrap up here with uh, predictions for where you think it's going moving forward. I know you've got some reference points for from your comic book studies, but uh, what do you what do you think uh, based on what you have? Well, I mean, I would say my comic book knowledge is not helpful at all as of right now because really a number of things could happen. I don't know. Well, I, I, I will say there is one thing that my comic book knowledge is helpful with, was helpful with, which is the uh, post credit scene. Um, so, because uh, I don't know if you even... Yeah, it, I stayed for it. You stayed for it? And no one leaves the theater now for post credit. Well, it's yeah, been, it's yeah, 10 years, Barry. Yeah. Everyone knows the rules. I mean, I, I left today... Well, of I've course. Already seen it. You know the people who've already seen it because they're the ones leaving. But uh, um, so yeah, the post credits. Do you, are are you aware of what happened in that? So he's sending a message to somebody at the yeah. end. I'm so, not aware. You can break so, it down for me. So the post credits. Um, after we've seen half of this cast that we've been watching disintegrate, we uh we get this post credit scene where we get to see uh Samuel L. Jackson. And Colby Smulders, Nick Fury, and Maria Hill, who we haven't seen since Civil War, maybe? Maybe even Winter Soldier. It's been a while. It's been a while since we've seen either of those characters. And 
We get them back, and as soon as we get them back, they fade right back into dust. But before they fade into dust, we see Samuel L. Jackson send out a distress signal, and you see on the beeper, you see this insignia. That insignia is for Captain Marvel, who um, we already know is going to have a movie starring Brie Larson uh, next year, I think next spring. So, And we are, we also already know that that movie is going to be taking place in the 90s. So we're going to get some sort of origin story with Captain Marvel that'll probably like end similarly to the way that uh, Captain America, the first Captain America, ended, where uh, we'll have some sort of battle for Captain Marvel to uh, establish herself as... Captain Marvel, learn about her, yada, 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 have this conflict, resolve it, and then she's probably gonna somehow, like, go into hiding or somewhere that there's somewhere she's gonna go that Nick Fury would need to wait until it was absolutely no hope and send this distress signal. So that's something to, I guess, get excited about. So that was Captain Marvel. Yeah, so so that's what the end credit scene is. It's... If they're shooting in the '90s, they better have some super '90s shit going on. What's like some some of the most '90s thing? Like 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 mush like for for me it was like the the mushroom haircut, the Jonathan Taylor Tom haircut. Everyone better have one of those motherfuckers. I mean, Everyone I'm better. Sure, sure everybody look like the Boy Meets World cast. I think they get the style. I think they make sure to make all of these movies pretty distinctly stylistic. Yeah. So I'm sure they'll. I'm sure that they will cover that and then some. Nice. Yeah, so that's that's what's gonna happen. We've also got uh, Ant Man and Wasp coming in a month or so. I don't know when that movie's coming out. Sometime this summer. And then there's the Deadpool stuff. Well, that's that's different. Yeah, that's a whole different. But uh, but we didn't see Paul Rudd at all. In, that's true. Yeah, in Infinity War, and he's so. in the he's in the the flip book in the beginning of the movie. So I thought so maybe we'll, yeah. so we'll have to figure. So I'm sure they'll go into what exact where exactly he was. Yeah, where was his ass during all of this? And yeah. Cool. Should be gearing up for an interesting summer next year. Any final thoughts? Final thoughts. Uh, love the movie. Can't wait to see it again. All right, man. Well, uh, you'll be back on. We've got you scheduled uh, coming up here pretty soon for a Case 4. And, of course, there'll be more superhero stuff rolling out, blockbuster stuff rolling out. Always a pleasure to have you on, my brother. Thank you, man. Always my... a pleasure to come around. Perfect. And uh, say goodbye to the people. We're going to be signing off now. Sayonara. Bye. Bye. Captain Barry, Metashevitz.